In these uncertain times, we need the power of prayer more than ever. For decades now, someone has always been praying at silent unity, 24 hours a day, year after year. Now, you may join this prayer vigil online. Pray for yourself or others when you enter the peaceful online chapel. See the map with lights to show where others are praying at the same time around the world. Take a moment to refresh yourself now at unityprayervigil.org. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create the success and prosperity you desire. Welcome to Abundance Incorporated with May McCarthy. Good morning, my dear friends, and welcome to Abundance Incorporated, a place to help you to create a path to success, health, and prosperity each week. I'm your host, May McCarthy, and I hope that you're having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for joining me here on Unity Online Radio. So welcome to this month of May, a beautiful month, one of my very favorite months. You know the saying that April... Uh, uh, showers bring May flowers. Well, I sure believe that. I was a kid growing up in Hawaii, and we used to celebrate the Hawaiian version of May Day with lots of flowers. My friends and I would go around the neighborhood and pick all sorts of blossoms, and we would sit and string lays and have fun. And then on May Day, May 1st, we'd go to school with our arms just loaded with lays and give them out to all of our friends and tell them how much we loved them and appreciated them. I just loved that. We'd also have these different um, events where we would sing and dance and and uh, have class projects and things like that for our family and friends to enjoy as well. So I hope that you are going to enjoy some sort of celebration during this month of May, and I'd love to know what you do to celebrate. So please contact me at maymccarthy.com or through Messenger on Facebook at author. Let me know what you do to celebrate the beautiful month of May. A wonderful quote for this month is from one of the first women teachers at Wheaton College, 19th century poet and author Lucy Larcom. She said, When April steps aside for May, like diamonds, all the raindrops glisten. Fresh violets open up every day to some new bird each hour we listen. May is the month to notice new life and awakening. I just love her her um, description of that. It's so it it just creates such a great picture. And, And May is the month to notice new life and awakening. Life springs forth in every species and beauty abounds. So take some time this month to notice the rebirth of nature and enjoy a new sense of life and growth within you. May you be blessed during this beautiful month of May. I also want to remind you, my dear friends, of a regular part of the Abundance Incorporated show that celebrates giving. Every month we give away $50 each to two deserving nonprofit organizations that you get to nominate. So go ahead and do that at maymccarthy.com or on Facebook at author, And we will announce the two recipients a little later in the show. At Abundance Incorporated, we live to give. We love to give. 
And to go with our theme of new life and growth and awakening, we welcome a very special guest, Eliahu Gian. Let me share a little bit about Eliahu with you. When Madonna, Roseanne, Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore, Giselle, Guy Ritchie, and Michael Strawn were at crossroads in their lives or wanted to delve more deeply into the wisdom of the Jewish mystical cosmology and teachings of the Kabbalah, they turned to Eliyahu Jian. Eliyahu is an author, life and spiritual coach, motivational speaker, and advisor to people of all ages and backgrounds. Eliyahu empowers people to be the best version of themselves, create stronger relationships, achieve career success, and create healthier lives by developing a spiritual connection. He has shared his vision and guidance with some of the most famous and influential people in the world. And most recently, I'm so excited about this, he is sharing that same wisdom with everyone with his new book, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. Through his studies and work, Eliyahu discovered that cultivating true inner happiness enables one's success to increase and that money does not mean happiness. Known for his keen sense of humor, contagious smile, and natural ability to simplify complicated knowledge, Eliyahu uses a multitude of spiritual tools to teach. His primary teachings are based on the Kabbalah. His lectures, one-on-one coaching sessions, seminars, and soul readings have taken him around the world. Eliyahu's uniqueness is found in his talent to translate profound spiritual wisdom into practical advice that empowers people to live their happiest and most fulfilled existence. As a a co-founder of the nonprofit organization Vital Transformation, Eliyahu touches the lives of thousands of people daily with free online classes devoted to helping people find their purpose in life and be their best. Friends, we are so blessed and fortunate today to have Eliyahu Gian on the on the radio show with us. And to learn more about him and the work that he is doing, please visit vitaltransformation.org. That's vitaltransformation.org. Oh, wow. Eliyahu, thank you so much. And welcome to, to Abundance Incorporated. Thank you for having me, May. It's very so pleasant to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, to start, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your background that led you to the work that you're doing today? Yeah, of course. Um, Well, I was, uh, as you can hear my accent, I was born in Israel and uh, discovered spirituality by pushing basically religion away. My mom born uh, Jewish Orthodox my father born um, a little bit against God. That's created a little bit issue in the house. One say God is really out there to help you. And the other one said, ah, I think you need to make money to help yourself. So that kind of combination seem a little bit hectic. But actually that give birth to a person, me, meaning me, myself, uh, that try to look for more answer and I found spirituality, specifically more Kabbalah, to give an answer for a lot of those questions. 
So when people get confused about religion, I always tell them, you know, why? Do, what do you think about spirituality? Because I believe there is a big difference between uh, believing that there is a higher force and then believing that the higher force is actually within you. And I grew up with a grandfather who was uh, using mystical Kabbalah power to help people. And I think that affected me a lot. And uh, because of that, I was looking and searching for more and more teachers and making everybody that I meet my teacher uh, to guide me, to show me, to show me some example of how things work. And I was lucky enough to meet a lot of uh, wealthy and famous people and uh, that basically chose me as their person who guide them. And it's not always easy to guide somebody who's very wealthy because usually when the money come in, it brings a little bit ego with that. So it's very difficult, <laughs> to, very difficult to, 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 to tell a person what I think it would be better. But somehow, you know, with a smile, with a good joke, you know, you can open any door and then show them that money not all the time bring happiness. There is a way it can bring you happiness, not all the time. So that's a short version of how I roll into to all of it. Um, I, hope I, I love that. I yeah. love that your I love that your grandfather was such a great example for you. Can you can you explain? I mean, there's I'm sure there are many listeners um, who don't understand Kabbalic wisdom. You know, can, are you Kabbalistic? Is it Kabbalistic? Kabbalistic. Yeah, you could call me a Kabbalist or Kabbalah master or stuff right. like that. It so there, how do you use that wisdom? What is it, if you were going to um, explain it to someone that didn't know anything about it, What? how would you explain it? Okay, it's uh, basically, if you bring religious person and a scientist, you know, they're going to have a debate um, about the Big Bang, let's say. What happened before the Big Bang? What happened after the Big Bang? Who is God? Who created God? Those type of questions that people run into as an answer, actually. So the wisdom of Kabbalah is, I don't want to say a philosophy or maybe a certain information or technology. They teach you about that. We are, we are not stopping in Genesis. We are going a little bit before. What happened before? What happened of the old before, before, before even was before, meaning before it was time, before it was space, before it was motions. So we, we climb into a places where there is basically uh, one idea, which is called sharing and receiving. And Kabbalah, the word Kabbalah means to receive. So because we are a being that include within us, we are both, the soul represents the giving force and the body represents the receiving force. So we function automatically on those two frequency without even we knowing it. You know, when we're getting selfish or angry or jealous, that's the body frequency. When we want to love and give and share and help, that's a soul frequency. But those two frequencies live within one human being. And that's not easy because it almost seems like we have a split personality in a way. You know, one day we want to share and love and give. And one way we, we don't like that person. Where does that come from? It's nothing to be ashamed. We have two forces. And once we learn how to operate those two forces, then everything else starts working amazing. I love that. I love that. What a great explanation. Thank you for that. 
So when I was looking over um, your website and all of the tremendous amount of work and help that you're providing to people out in the world, um, I couldn't help but notice that under your mission and purpose, you mentioned that money does not mean happiness. It doesn't mean happiness. What would you advise someone that feels that having more money will bring them happiness? Uh, That's a very good and tough question at the same time, but maybe I should answer it like that. I mean, I should share a story. You know, I was traveling with a a gentleman here from LA uh, that has his own private jet. So we're flying to Vero, Colorado, because he asked me if I can come and bless his properties and put some positive energy. As we're traveling, it's just us alone. There's nobody on the plane. So I ask him, as we start developing a conversation, tell me about you, what's going on. So the guy has a lot of money, he's a billionaire, but the problem is he can be happy. I mean, he just have everything. He has his private jet, his drivers, everything, but he can't find happiness. His wife left him, his kids left him. So when we, when he hired me, you know, the point was start from a simple thing that he saw a bunch of kids are happy in the street. And when he was watching them, he was saying, I wish I had that. And I look at him, I said, why can't you? I said, I can't buy it. It's not for sale. This, this moment in time and happiness is not for sale. I went to every place to buy it and I can't find it. I can buy things that bring me happiness for five minutes. So for some reasons, people have the that idea that if they buy a bigger home, a better car, or a private jet, or have more money in the bank, somehow that brings me happiness. The truth of the matter is, it brings you this, the feeling of safety, feeling of freedom, freedom, feeling of independency. But from that, you can learn that you are looking for the feeling that money brings. It's not for the money itself. So if you start searching for what you want, as money becomes the tool for it, it's look different. But if money becomes the goal, then unfortunately money cannot bring you happiness. I hope I was clear on that. You were very clear. You were absolutely clear. And I would even add to that, that in terms of my belief, um, happiness isn't a feeling. Happiness is a choice. And I get to choose to be happy. And that gives me some power inside to look at every situation, even if it's a situation that is, you know, can appear right this moment to be something that is not very good. <laughs> I can choose to be happy and know that someday in the rearview mirror of life, I'm going to see that that actually happened for my good. And yeah. so, so I don't have to feel sad or, or feel anything negative towards that. I can still choose to live my life and be happy. And yeah. be peaceful. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So you have a new book out called The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. What inspired you to write this? Well, what inspired me to write it is, uh, is it almost like a conviction, conviction and the idea of happiness. That the poor person thinking one day I will be rich and then I will be happy. And the rich person say, I have the money. How come I'm not happy? So there is a middle road where both of them are meeting and saying, okay, I guess happiness become the goal of humanity. We all eventually want to become happy. There is no other goal in this life than happiness. Yes, we, we might choose different path to get there. 
But we all want to be happy, whatever you're spiritual or not spiritual, whatever you're rich or poor, you have a goal. The goal is to be happy. Now, your happiness might include different tools, different reasons, health, healthy, being healthy. You describe in such a beautiful way what is going on in May, you know, uh, in, in Hawaii. That, that's a happy moment for you, you know, when you, you're going in, in, in May 1st and celebrating. So this by itself is basically a happy moment that your, your memory, your brain is remembering, and that's giving you energy. When we are happy, we are fulfilled. When we are fulfilled, we have clarity. Clarity, we make better decisions. But when a person is sad, because of a choice, we all have a choice every morning to be miserable.com or to be happy.com. Everybody have a choice. And when you choose to be happy, sometimes you have to force yourself to be happy, to fake it till you make it. Sometimes yeah. you have a good reason to be happy. You have to, you have to see where you are. It's like, it's like your personality is like a stock. It's not always going to go up. You know, sometimes the stock go up, sometimes it's going to go short. And when it's going, when it's going down, you got to find a way, you know, to make money too. The same thing with the soul. You know, you got an opportunity always to find what can I be happy about today? It's going to be one thing. I love that. Thank you. So, Thank you. so as people, um, dear listeners, you can find this book on Amazon. You can also find it at vitaltransformation.org. But Eliyahu, how should people use your book? Is it a, a workbook format? Is it um, something that where you're asking them to, to, to do something? How, how should they use it? Well, I, I prepare, I prefer that they are going to read the book and, and, and do something about it. But we are now living in a generation that the attention span is kind of short. So I, if person just want to go read it, go through that, not a problem. But I will be honest, you're not going to benefit a lot from it. I recommend that you read a chapter, then take a day off, think about it, and then go, after you take a day off, go to the next chapter and take some note. Because it's a book that basically has a secret knowledge from more than 2,000 years ago. And I'm just taking it and I make it a little bit simple for the, for the audience. Uh, so don't, don't take it lightly because it's, it's, it's for you. It's for your life. It's to, to make you happy. And for those of you who want to make money, you know, it's also to teach you about life and business and what's really going on. Again, from a spiritual point of view. Because we believe in Kabbalah. We believe in the wisdom of uh, vital transformation, we believe that once the person is developed their spirituality, their happiness into a high level, then we start meeting the right people. We start meeting the right opportunity because everything is there. You know, the money you're looking for is there. The happiness you're looking for is there. The relationship you're looking for is there. There is something about me that I got to do to find it. It's almost like I have the most expensive champagne, but the person who or want the champagne as a very dirty glass. If I put the champagne, it will not taste so good, but it's not because the champagne is bad. It's because the glass needs to be clean. So that's really what it's all about. Okay, so. I, I love that. So I know that some of the information that I received about your book talks about this idea of claiming ownership of our soul. Can you share a story or, or something about that, how we can claim ownership of our soul yeah this is the first chapter you know claiming claiming ownership the, the point is like that we have first i would like to explain it so 
we have we have the body as the body as I explained before is more the reflex and the soul is basically something that you have to sit with it and wait think and then a positive thought come to you the negative thought come automatically you don't need to work on that they just will come at you and flush your brain that's the body consciousness a story i can share uh many years ago i was living in new york queens new york actually and uh, i was invited to uh, 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 I was very young and single and a bit stupid, I would say, and I was invited to that <laughs> to that fancy party uh, by a girl that she says she fell in love with me, and the voice in my head, and I hope those of you who know what I mean, voice in your head, not voice that make you crazy, like like in, intuitive voices, told me, you know, maybe you should skip that, and I. Didn't want to skip that because uh, she was somebody that everybody knew in New York. I was young in my spiritual journey. It was just begin. And I said, no, this is an opportunity. So I, I come to start my car. The car is not working. And the voice, like in my mind, say, please let it go. Just let it go. Let this date go. But the body consciousness wanted to do it. And I tried to fix the car and I tried to do everything. I called my friend. I was one and a half hour delayed to that date in a party in a, in a very fancy place in New York City. You know, my hand was dirty from fixing the car. But I arrived. I was so proud. Of, my ego and me were dancing. Me and my ego become best friends that night. But <laughs> the problem was, when I arrived, I realized that that wonderful girl, the angel girl, that I was going to date, has a little bit of a drinking problem, which I didn't know. I mean, I couldn't know. I mean, the voices keep telling me, please let it go. And I had to drive her home where the car that I used was actually my friend's car. And she unfortunately tore up everything's in the car I had to clean the whole car. It was a mess. It was the worst mm. date, worst, worst thing ever happened to me. But if you talk to me one hour before that, I will tell all my friend, I just met that person. She's quite famous, you know, and we go on a date, you know, it was a lot of ego talk, but it was my silly young ego reflection of the body. So when I'm talking about claiming your soul, your soul talking to you, your soul know the truth because the soul doesn't have time. The soul exists in the past, present and future. The body only exists in the now. So when you only function with what you feel right now, you might be right for now. But you're not right two hours from now. And for that reason, when people make decisions, they, 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 they write about their decision because the decision is, is perfect for now. But in two hours, the same decision that was perfect will turn into the wrong decision. So claiming yourself or claiming your soul, meaning understand that your soul needs to rule your life, not your body. I love that. It's so consistent with my beliefs um, and, and most new thought beliefs, unity and centers for spiritual living and universal foundation for better living. This, this idea of, of following that divine intelligence, that intuitive sense, it always steers you right. It points the way. And what we need to do is train ourselves to do as you say, take ownership of the soul, knowing that it's always, always working on our good behalf. I love yeah. that. 
Yeah. I love that. Even if we can't see it, I love that. So I know that one of the things that you do that, that you're very famous for is to be a life and a business and a spiritual coach. I think that's a, 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 people are so fortunate to be able to work with you. What are the most common things that you have to deal with as a coach? Well, in, in the end of the day, you know, if I'm looking uh, at my work, in the end of the day is, are you dealing with yourself? I mean, that's how I will summarize it in a simple way. Uh, and that's why, you know, whatever it is, money, whatever it is, uh, love, whatever it is, health issue. You know, people see me from different way of life. You know, people who have no money or people who have a lot of money or people who have problem with the children, relationship. Uh, in the end of the day, this how are you doing with yourself? Like, who are you to you without all the arena and the audience and the follower? Like, what do you think of yourself? And what I do, I help people develop that part within them. And when I help a person develop their true identity without me influencing them too much because I don't want to create codependency because there is a lot of spiritual teaching that create codependency. And that's not something I want to create. I want to, I want to make sure that whoever work with me become independent, not depending on me. You know, I always give them the example, I'm here to help you, but I'm not here to do the work for you. You gotta do the work for yourself because otherwise, if you will be dependent on me, then what's the point? You know, what's the point? So uh, when people come, let's say, if I have to give a lecture in an edge fund in New York, so I fly there very often to give different lectures to the group. So all of those people think about one thing, money. So I just gave a lecture there. It's called, does money as a soul? You know, does money really have something spiritual within it? And I believe yes. So it, it's not an easy group to go ahead and talk to them about spirituality within money. But if we understand the market, those of you who are in the Wall Street, understand that everything is basically feeling, everything around us is basically what we feel. If the market go up or market go down, there is a certain feeling so if you are basically raise your consciousness raise your awareness around you to a level when you start to understand yourself why are you so reactive then creative you know if you change being reactive to creative you you start taking control over your life if you couldn't forgive people for example right. from yesterday then you cannot move on to today that's so right. I'm going to just, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second because we've got to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to finish this because it sounds so powerful. Um, listeners, we will continue our conversation with Eliahu Jian as soon as we come back. Thanks for listening to Unity Online Radio and Abundance Incorporated. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Success strategies for your business and your life. Welcome back to Abundance Incorporated with May McCarthy. 
Welcome back to Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Abundance Incorporated, a place to help you to create a path to success, health, and prosperity each week. Our incredible guest is author, teacher, and coach Eliyahu Jen, who is sharing spiritual tips based on Kabbalistic wisdom so that we can experience greater wealth and happiness, true happiness. To learn more about Eliyahu Jen and to get a copy of his new book, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy, please visit vitaltransformation.org. That's vitaltransformation.org. And if you are an Amazon shopper, you can also get the book there. So let's continue. So Eliyahu, we were talking about this idea of, in your coaching, you're helping people to recognize a a, a self-mastery inside that they can actually take control of creating and living their true identity. And, and you're guiding them to understand what their identity is at the very, very basic level of their self with a big S. Um, it, it helps them to live a happier life. Can, can you go ahead and, and continue to expand on that? Yes, uh, so I just touched the concept of forgiveness as I wrote in my book in uh, the second chapter. You know, one of the things that people get stuck in business and love life and health even, you know, very difficult sometimes to forgive. Not because it's difficult, because we write, you know, somebody hurt you. Uh, it was wrong of them to hurt you. Uh, but it's not right of you not to forgive them because then you get stuck in time. For example, if somebody hurt you in 1985, that's mean if you couldn't forgive them, you stuck in 1985. You never have a chance to move into 2020. You're still there. When you capable to forgive, you actually release the past into basically to, 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 to the universe, to the galaxy. And because of that, you have a second chance to make your life better. Most people get reactive to life. And when you get reactive, with your audio reflex and what happened to us, we don't have a chance to become creative, almost the same letter, reactive, creative. So we need to change from reactive to creative. How do you do that? Two aspects to it. One is by forgive, you gotta forgive, and second, by give. Like you spoke so nice before that you're giving $50 to different nonprofit, which is very, very kind and very nice. You know, every time that we are thinking, what can we do and who can we, help i mean we're looking around to share we become a different being because we are looking at life from a different point of view but looking at life what can i get what can i receive even if i'm get what i want i'm still miserable because i feel like i might be missing something and the idea i'm not saying to diminish your desire to zero but i'm saying you you're allowed to want one billion dollar a day but what are you going to do with that do you have a plan who you're going to share it with I mean, you're not going to eat that many steak with $1 billion. Your life will basically stay the same physically, but can you share? And if you cannot forgive and share, I'm sorry to tell you the bad news. I don't believe it's possible to be happy if a person don't have those two aspects, letting go and forgive and share. Those are the two ingredients for true happiness. Otherwise, you will have to buy things that make you happy, but those things that you buy to make you happy will not last for too long. 
I absolutely agree. I could not agree with you more. One of the, you know, we, we, we teach the same thing in, in that regard. And when I explain to people this idea about giving and receiving, um, I, I mentioned that, you know, it's part of a, it's part of a law, whatever you want to receive, if you start giving it first, chances of you receiving it are exponentially increased. So if you're feeling like you are um, unappreciated, then your job is to, for the next several months or the rest of your life, is to figure out one person, one person every day that you can contact, call them up, email them, text them something, and let them know how much they are appreciated. What will happen is as you continue to give appreciation or you give money or you give love or you give forgiveness or you give somebody um, health, maybe cook a great meal and invite them over or take a, ask them to go for a walk with you. If you give what you want to receive first, you will start to see that which you give flowing more into your life in a really wonderful way. So I, I love that you brought that up. I'm, I'm a huge fan and a huge believer in that, that law. Wow. All right. So wow. a, what you're, what you're doing is, is really helping people to become free. Do you, do you have a definition of, of true freedom? Oh, I love it. Thank you for, for touching that. Yeah. I mean, true freedom, I always when I give lectures, I always said, you know, Everybody's looking to be free, but sometimes you become addicted to freedom. Meaning what? A true freedom is the ability not to get what you want. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to get what they want and they want to get it now. That by itself can become a prison. Looking for freedom right now can become a prison itself. But can you free yourself from what you want? That's the essence of freedom. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that. So back on the topic of being a coach, I mean, you've coached some very, very famous, very famous people. Um, what are what are some of the hardest problems that you encounter in people's lives when you're when you're coaching them? Is it always is it always just about money or um, are there some some other issues that you haven't touched on yet? Basically, it's never about money, actually. I mean, it's funny you should ask. It's never about money. I mean, when people come to me to talk about money, if they people who are not having enough income, of course, I will help them and I will reorganize uh, their business and reorganize what just a common sense. I mean, I believe that making money is a skill, you know, or a gift that you're born with. You know, this is one thing. But the rest of it is much tougher. You know, the ability to forgive your brother, your sister, your father, your, your, your husband, the one who cheated on you, the one who was not nice to you. That's the tough part. So mm -hmm. most of the work that I do is, as I said before, is making sure there, there is a technique in a mystical Kabbalah way. And I'm, that's what make me basically a little bit more famous is because I read people and by reading them, there is a way to read people, and I don't want to sound too, uh, uh, what should I say, too mystical, but there is a way to look at the forehead of a person and the hand and the eyes, and uh, it includes astrology, it includes other methods that just by 
person come and see me, there, there is for me a way to know a lot of information on them without even they need to talk to me, just by looking at pictures. So some of the people sometimes hire me just to show me some picture of worker they need to hire. And based on that, I tell them yes and no, you know, what, what to expect. So for example, Edgevine, this morning I usually have a, a talk with people in New York. So they call me uh, that, you know, there is some business issue going on right now. So they need to hire a new group. So I tell them what type of people to hire. So they're working on it right now. So it's a knowledge and information which is not known to most public is try to imagine that somebody look at you and just by looking at your forehead, they know what happened to you in your childhood and what happened to you in the last lifetime, if you believe in last lifetime. Now, that's a lot of information. And uh, I'm not here to convince the audience to believe it's true because I believe in the end of the day, the proof is in the pudding. If it's work for you, that's when it's real. Well, I want you to know. I want you to know that this audience, um, you are in very, very welcome company, because oh. this audience, this audience has a tremendous open mind and have experienced and seen some wonderful spiritual tools and gifts through lots of different kinds of people. So, I, um, <laughs> you're in very, very welcome company here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying it because. I said, I said, maybe you, you want to hear more on the, 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 the surface of spirituality, not the deep part. So within, within what I do, there is a deep part to it. And that's why people come to see me, you know, because there is thousands of coaches out there, wonderful coaches that I always tell people to go and meet because there, when I was working for two years in a rehab center in Florida, many of them in rehab here in Los Angeles, you know, help a lot of people to more the psychological part. But by just looking at the person, there is actually a map on their face of where they're going to be and what's going to happen and where they came from. And when I guide the person based on that, that's a very powerful tool because then I step by step guiding them to a better and better future, you know, because normally people come with, with their complaint. Let's say, uh, let's say a husband complain about his wife, that there are some issues and all this and that. And let's say with my ability with my information i can look at their face and their hand let's say i look at his thumb and i teach the audience something very simple when a person put their thumb inside their fist that means they're hiding something you know it's, it's a tool to know now there is of course thousands of pieces of information to know what they're hiding what's going on and based on that i guide the person step by step to to do better with with their life I just love that you have such an open heart where you can see all of this this valuable information that perhaps the person that you're working with doesn't even doesn't even consciously they're not aware of it but you see <laughs> that and you you don't leave them stuck there you know I I can remember when I was in my 20s I had graduated from college and went off on a a 2 week elephant safari through Thailand um, and spoke to, you know, a fortune teller. And, and I was told I was going to be very, very wealthy, but I wasn't going to be happy. And ever since that day, I thought, no, <laughs> I know that I can be happy. I just have to figure out what the recipe for happiness is. And it's except that through new thought, um, where we take personal responsibility for 
for for what's happening and and the life that we're creating that mm-hmm. I can create if I'm mindful a happy life and of course be very wealthy so mm-hmm. I that when when I heard that I he didn't offer any any guidance at all of course you know I'm exactly. flying back home but exactly. but it, he just stated something exactly and I and I had a choice to make but your ability to be able to see and interpret and help people understand something and then help them to create what they really want in their life, I think is such a gift. And I'm so grateful that you're doing the work that you're doing. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about Vital Transformation. Tell us about that organization and why you decided to start it. Okay, so it's actually my wife and myself. We opened vitaltransformation.org. It's a nonprofit organization for people who want to study, you know, spirituality from a point of view of more uh, Kabbalistic uh, technique that uh, it's based on knowledge from 4,000 years ago. So it's kind of old knowledge. On the side, there is more the deep information that I recommend for people not to go there yet to start <laughs> slowly, you know, just study the basic stuff. And then if you feel comfortable, you can go more and study more the deep, where I'm actually teaching as well how to read people as well. I believe uh, that we are in a very important time right now that that we don't, as I tell all my students, my follower, my client, I said them eventually, I want all of you to be a teacher, all of you to be guiding people. And it's funny, uh, uh, one of my students uh, called two days ago and she say something so beautiful. She's a lawyer from Los Angeles. So she say, you know, uh, it's kind of funny, you know, in a time like this, uh, people have to recreate themselves and no longer just follow a guru or a teacher and find out on their own what is it they can do to make their life better. So my purpose there was to give enough information, enough knowledge on every Monday and Wednesday, I give a live lectures to make sure that people have enough information out there. If you're not lazy, you just click in and you study. And once you study, you will see how step-by-step you become more spiritual, more forgiving person, more kind, more forgiving. You know, we give everything there for you to make sure your life is better and you don't have to pay for it. So it's out there because I realized that a lot of things that are going out there when it's come to spirituality or religion or self-help group or something like that, you know, it's a lot of time uh, uh, require people to pay. And I was thinking about what about people don't have money? Can they just click on the phone and, and, and watch it and see it? And we found a way to do it. We found a way that they can just go on the computer and basically study. It's not a big deal. It doesn't take a lot. Just a click. You're a click away. From I love it. <laughs> I love that. So if you were going to make a recommendation of the first thing, when the very first time somebody goes to vitaltransformation.org, what would be the very first thing that they should look at um, or first class or first seminar um, to, to help them get started? Okay, so if we're talking about one month from now or two months from now, let's say May 15, uh, actually in the end of April, May 1st, May 1st, you know, 
May 1st, we're gonna release 40 new lectures for beginners. Uh, and for now, if they're going now, I don't know when the now is now. No, this is perfect because this is playing in May. Oh, good. So there is a new lecture that called, I don't know what would be their name, but uh, it will be a beginner, a beginner uh, 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 lecture and my team uh, uh, will, I think the name will be Rediscover Your Power and Happiness. Rediscover Your Power and Happiness. It will be 40 lectures for beginners. And once you do it. those lectures, then you will be ready to go to the deep part. So I recommend. I love it. I love it. So again, listeners, the website is vitaltransformation.org. And there is a new 40 lecture series that you can attend for free. And, and I do want to remind you that, that if you feel that you are being blessed, remember part of this, part of this universal law about receiving more is that you give. So if you feel inspired to, and you have the ability to, I highly recommend that you, you share your love offerings. Um, if you're feeling that you're receiving something of value, that's really, really important because as we all share our love offerings with this organization, we're able to help even more people to receive this information and think about how wonderful and blessed our world will be if all of us are enjoying um, an empowered life and are happy. It's just going to be awesome. So I'm so grateful for that. Well, Eliyahu, I cannot believe how fast this time has gone with you. I could talk to you all day, and I'm so grateful that you are, you've been here with us. With the time that we have left, which is just a minute, is there a final point that you'd like our listeners to know? Final point, um, I will tell you if it's a final point, then five, one minute to dance on a daily basis. Dance from happiness, choose, put it on your schedule, dancing time and smiling time. Actually, love it. schedule. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's going to be part of my spiritual practice. Thank you so much. Um, so, friends, please, to learn more about Eliyahu Jian, please visit vitaltransformation.org. You can also find his book there, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. And if you're an Amazon shopper, you can find it there as well. Eliyahu, thank you for being on Abundance Incorporated. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So now, my dear listeners, is a time in the Abundance Incorporated show to celebrate the law of increase. It's to celebrate giving. A great quote about giving is from American author, American author Frances Hodgson Burnett. She wrote a book called A Little Princess. And she said, if nature has made you for a giver, your hands are born open. And so is your heart. And though there may be times when your hands are empty, your heart is always full. And you can give things out of that. Warm things kind things, sweet things, help and comfort and laughter. And sometimes gay kind of laughter is the best help of all. Oh, I, I so love that. We all have something to give, a kind word, some help, some encouragement. When we want to experience kindness, sweetness, comfort, laughter, or anything else, we can give that first. So whatever you give, you will receive into your life somehow from some channel of this glorious universe. 
The law of increase states that as we give, we receive. So thank you. Thank you, sweet listeners, for helping me to give so that together we can bless our world and receive blessings in return. So last month we had several nominations. Thank you all who contacted me. And for this month, we drew two names out of the hat. And the recipients of the $50 donation are the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and the Child Mind Institute. Let me tell you a little bit about these organizations. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, or AFSP, is a nonprofit organization dedicated to saving lives and bringing hope to those affected by suicide. The AFSP has chapters in all 50 states with its core strategies, including providing educational programs for professionals, educating the public about mood disorders and suicide prevention, funding scientific research, offering programs and resources for survivors of suicide loss, as well as people at risk. They also advocate for policies and legislation that impact suicide and prevention. The AFSP feels that too many people at risk for suicide do not seek help. Thus, the organization has created educational programs to reach those who are suffering, as well as to teach schools, workplaces, and communities on how to prevent suicide and make mental health a priority. AFSP has also created interactive screening programs, an online program that can be offered through mental health agencies at institutions of higher education, law enforcement agencies, workplaces, and employee assistant programs. The interactive screening program website offers a safe and confidential place for people to take a brief screening for stress, depression, and other mental health conditions, and then receive a personalized response from a mental health counselor. The site also allows people to communicate anonymously with mental health counselors and receive recommendations, feedback, and support for obtaining an available mental health services that are close to them. To learn more about the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and to assist them, please visit www.afsp.org org or on Facebook at AFSP National. The Child Mind Institute is an independent national nonprofit devoted to transforming the lives of children and families struggling with mental health and learning disorders. Lack of awareness and the stigma associated with mental illness prevents the treatment of many children and teens. The Child Mind Institute, however, strives to improve the features of this population through three commitments. The first is to provide these children with access to the best, most effective treatments when and where they need it most. The second is to advance the science of the developing brain in order to improve diagnosis and treatment. And finally, to offer helpful, accurate information and guides that empower families and communities to get help. This organization is an invaluable resource for parents. They provide expert guidance on how to effectively respond to a variety of parental concerns, as well as offer resources that can help parents find the best care for their child. Their website also has a symptom checker tool. And even more, 
they have parenting guides that parents can access to help. To learn more about the Child Mind Institute and to assist them, please visit childmind.org or on Facebook at Child Mind Institute. I want to thank the Child Mind Institute and the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention for all of the great work that they're doing in our world. And thank you, listeners, for nominating these two deserving nonprofit organizations. Remember, with your help, we choose two different nonprofits from all the nominations that we receive by the last Monday of each month, and we will announce them on the following show. You can submit your nominations at MayMcCarthy.com through the contact page or on Facebook at May McCarthy Author. You know, my purpose and joy in life is to help you along a path to create the life that you love. And on most days, I spend a significant amount of my time as an investor, a mentor to businesses and people who want to succeed and achieve their dreams. And I'm so excited that I get to share incredible talent like Eliyahu Jian with you, my listeners. And what a treat to be able to share somebody who is, who is doing such great work in the world. I'm so grateful for that. It's been a pleasure to spend the last hour with you to share tips for living a successful life on Abundance Incorporated. And it's my pleasure to meet you here every week or on social media and via my website, maymccarthy.com. May you be blessed, prospered, healthy and happy now and always. I'm Mae McCarthy. Thank you so much for joining me on Abundance Incorporated at Unity Online Radio. for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In these uncertain times, we need the power of prayer more than ever. For decades now, someone has always been praying at Silent Unity, 24 hours a day, year after year. Now, you may join this prayer vigil online. Pray for yourself or others when you enter the peaceful online chapel. See the map with lights to show where others are praying at the same time around the world. Take a moment to refresh yourself now at unityprayervigil.org.